Good morning. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to opening convocation during May term, play term. This morning we're going to talk about a bunch of fun things you can do during May term. Um, you should all have a paper in front of you that has the list of um, things we've thought about as a group. But we're only going to talk about the things in bold up here today. At the end, we're going to have a session where you, um, an open mic, where any of you can give suggestions that we haven't brought up for think, fun things to do, um, cheaper and inexpensive things to do during May term. Um, so we're going to get right into it. Um, follow along, and we'll have various speakers talking about things that they're interested in. Hello, everyone. I'm Neil Friesen. I live in Yoder Hall for you upperclassmen that haven't met me yet. Um, Okay, so on campus activities, we've got several things going on. Uh, tomorrow night, campus activity is camp out on the lawn, uh, the KMY lawn. So bring out your tents, a tarp to sleep on, a hammock to hang between trees, whatever. Um, set up sometime between 8 and 10. At 10 o'clock, we're going to have a uh, fire barrel, fire pit set up. We're going to have s'mores, lawn games. In the morning at about 9 a.m., there will be a hot breakfast, uh, pancakes and sausage. I think it's going to be a good time. Um, Intramurals. There is a sand volleyball tournament that's going to be going on that uh, apparently 20 teams have signed up. Um, and that hopefully will be starting tonight. Um, there's an ultimate frisbee tournament with four teams signed up, a little bit down from last year. Uh, and that's going to start on Monday. Uh, and another thing, um, we've got a wiffle ball tournament. This is the first time we're trying this one. It's uh, going to be a one-day tournament happening on May 12th from 1 to 5 in the afternoon. Um, it'll be single elimination, teams of four to six people, and you sign up for that at goshen.edu slash intramurals. Another athletic event that's going to be going on that's not, uh, not intramurals, it's a Res Life thing, is a Res Life sand volleyball tournament that's happening on May 13th. Um, this is signing up as a floor or as a house or as an apartment. Um, and competing kind of in a big tournament from 1 to 5 in the afternoon. Um, if I understand correctly, AVI will be serving meals, serving meals outside that day. And the uh, last Res Life activity that we've got planned is going to be on May 16th, and it's Capture the Flag. Uh, that'll be happening at 10 p.m. Meet in Schrock Plaza for that. Thank you. Hi all, my name is Jody Byler and I work in the communications and marketing office and I'm excited to share with you about some of the things happening downtown. First of all, how many of you have ever been to a First Friday here in Goshen? That's pretty good, but not quite everyone. So if you haven't, tonight's activities will actually be a very special treat for you and your friends. I, I want to give you a few highlights of what you can expect tonight. There's going to be a bicycle criterium and that's... Um, high-speed racing, downtown Goshen. Um, the races are gonna be from four to nine, except from four to five, I think, are kids, so maybe not high-speed at that, at that hour. Um, but you can also consider participating yourself. There's various levels of racing. So there's same-day registration, if you're still interested. It's a .87 kilometer track, um, and it should be a lot of fun. It's great fun to watch. Um, and be aware that the track is not very long, so if you're inside the track, you're going to be staying there until the race is done. They're not going to be allowing a lot of um, back and forth. So um, prepare for that. Secondly, tonight there's a 
Taste of Goshen International Food Fest tent from 5 to 9 p.m. And you can go and have El Salvadoran pupusas, Korean bulgogi, Indian mango shakes, and more. Um, you can find that downtown um, at First Fridays. And finally, your own peers, Josh Yoder, Sam Smucker, and Ethan Satiawan are going to be performing. They're the Noisy Plowboys, and they will be performing at Goshen City Church of the Brethren from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m., so don't miss them. And because of the race um, and how difficult it would be to park, you might be wanting to walk or bike. Tr uh, uh, using a car is also an option, but it's a little bit harder. For all the details, go to cityonthego.org. You can see maps um, and all of the schedule information. And tomorrow morning, if you haven't ever been there, a good place to go on a Saturday morning is the farmer's market. You can buy lots of fresh veggies. Um, there's also a lot of local vendors with crafts and arts. Um, and also, Rachel's Bread is right there. If you've never been to Rachel's Bread, Rachel's actually a GC alum, and she makes true European-style breads and croissants, and it's a great place to go with friends and sit and have a cup of coffee and find community. And finally, I hope everybody's been there, but the Chief. Uh, the Chief has some of Indiana's best ice cream. It's actually been ranked as some of Indiana's best ice cream, and it's a great place also to see the, the true faces of our local community. So I invite you all to celebrate Goshen's spirit, community spirit, our thriving downtown, and the great cultural arts scene there. Hi, I'm Isaac Fast, uh, Goshen College alumnus, class of 2014. Um, so next Saturday, May 10, is La Casa Help a House. Uh, this happens every year. La Casa is like Habitat for Humanity, kind of, and uh, they help fix up houses in the area. Um, and every year they have this Help a House event where it's like literally, it's a huge event. There's hundreds of people from the community that come out uh, just to fix up people's houses. Um, so we're going to participate in that, uh, and we're hoping that a lot of people sign up um, for this. Uh, if, you would, would if you would like to sign up, you can email me, Isaac Fast. Um, we're also going to have sign-ups at the ROT for next, uh, next, at the start of next week. Um, yeah. I think that's all. <laughs> Basically, uh, what, what we'll be doing is uh, there's just like a little bit of manual labor um, that, I mean, it could be painting, it could be tearing down something, it could be putting up something, it could be gardening, whatever they have us do, um, whatever they have us do uh, is what we'll do. Um, yeah, hopefully we can get at least 30 people signed up. Um, email me if you're interested. Hi, my name is Jessica Baldanzi. I teach in the English department, and I've got two places um, to put on your radar for the rest of the month, the rest of May term. One of them is Better World Books, and they often have free author signings and book releases. So they've got three local authors tonight. Um, and then tomorrow they have um, two nationally recognized co-authors at 1030 um, re with relationship advice, especially for African-American couples. Um, and you can look at the Better World Book site on Facebook. Also tomorrow, um, that event is at 1030 tomorrow. 
And also tomorrow from 11 until 12 is um, children's story time, and there's no child required if you just need a cute break um, from some of your midterm studying. Um, the other place to keep on your radar is Goshen Art House, which a lot of people ha haven't heard of yet because it's relatively new. And it's a downtown site for film, theater, comedy, dance, and music. Um, but mostly right now they've been having um, independent films on Friday and Saturday evenings and also Saturday and Sunday afternoons. Um, they also have improv comedy once a month on Fridays. There's also more theater coming soon um, in the next month or so. But um, in terms of free or cheap, you, you can pick up at a lot of downtown businesses a little card, a little coupon for free popcorn if you go. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you. Joe Lichty, I'm on sabbatical. Um, the Pumpkin Vine Bike and Nature Trail uh, stretches about 18 miles from Goshen to the Blue Gate Breakfast Buffet, I, I mean to Shipshawana, and it really is one of the glories of northern Indiana. I mean the Blue Gate Breakfast Buffet, and the trail's not bad either. Um, it's in excellent condition, all but 1.5 miles is paved, there's no vehicle access, it crosses beautiful countryside through woods and fields along the backs of farms. Now, there are many reasons to ride on the pumpkin vine, the beauty of the scenery, the health benefits, and more. But the Lichty-Keim doctrine of bike riding has one fundamental tenet. Some reasonable portion of your bike rides, and by reasonable, we mean as close to 100% as possible, should involve caloric intake sufficient to balance the alleged health benefits of the bike ride in question. And the bike ride, the pumpkin vine, provides a number of opportunities for achieving this balance. None are more efficient than the breakfast buffets at the Blue Gate in Shipshawana and the Essen House in Middlebury. Did I mention all-you-can-eat bacon, sausage, potato wedges and hash browns, pancakes, head cheese, fried mush, an array of baked goods, and more? Now, I think the Essen House Buffet is available every morning until 11. The Blue Gate Buffet has been only Saturday until 10.30, but as if to accommodate the GC May term schedule, it will start opening Wednesday mornings next week. Then there is the infamous purveyor of Amish crack, sometimes known as cinnamon caramel donuts, the Rise and Roll Bakery, which has many other tempting options as well. And a particular favorite of mine is a summer evening destination, the Ice Box in Middlebury, which features generous servings of Vicks ice cream and a kind of grinders and pizza menu. Now, do you have a map, Becky? Oh, oh I do that? Oh, oh look at that. Okay, um, it is uh, Goshen College, is no doubt on there. Um, you, to get to the trail, you just go to the, to the main gate, ride straight north on 8th Street until it tees into Lincoln, cross the tracks, and almost immediately you get off on the right, and then you're on trail for the next 17 miles. So it's a mile and a half to get on the trail, and then another 16 or so to uh, Shipshawana here, and the Blue Gate is right at that intersection. I figure I have another uh, maybe 50 yards to walk to the actual buffet. Um, now, then other options. Here, the Essen House is at this intersection right here, and so you can either come out the Pumpkin Vine and go left on US 20, which isn't bad, it has wide margins, or you can go in on the trail and come back out here, but that's about two miles longer. 
Um, the rise and roll. A couple ways to get there. You can come to this intersection, and, and here you have to stay on the road instead of going under an underpass. Uh, but you come down here to County Road 1150. Um, wide margins, so you can do it that way, but it's 60, heavy 60 mile per hour traffic. Probably make more sense to come up here on the Pumpkin Vine and then come down two miles on County Road 1150. And then uh, the, finally, the icebox, uh, just right off the trail, go under the underpass under US 20, and I think you take the second exit to the right, and the uh, icebox is right about there. Um, some times. Um, Check out Google Maps. Um, the times they give for bike riding to these destinations seem to be based on 12 miles an hour, which is a very leisurely ramble. So the Blue Gate would be an hour and 38 minutes. Um, Icebox, an hour and one minute. Um, and bike maintenance trip, there's nothing to do to make your ride easier than to get your tires inflated properly. And that does not mean going and pinching them and seeing if there's some air in them. Uh, find a decent bike pump. The, the proper air pressure is listed on the side of your tire. Pump it up and life will be so much better. Um, one other option that you could do if you wanted to go on a kind of average size bike ride or a short drive is the DeFreeze Calendar Garden, which is about five and a half miles away. Um, the point of this garden is that at any time during the year, there will always be some plants that are in bloom or in their season. And so it's, it's actually pretty small, but you just drive there or bike there and then you can like walk around and there's different sections for the different seasons and there are flowers depending on the season and yeah it's a good place to hang out or have a picnic or you know read something and one other thing that I didn't really realize until I went there recently was that it's also close to the um, New Paris Speedway so it's kind of loud because there's like race tracks around it, but <laughs> it's still a cool place to go. That's on Friday nights, so yeah. But it's open pretty much all the time, so you can go whenever. Something else was um, pretty cool to do. We have a pretty big frisbee culture on campus here, ultimate frisbee, just regular frisbee, and something you can also do is disc golf. Um, Oxbow Park, there's a disc golf course, um, and disc golf is kind of like frisbee, except for that the discs are quite heavy, and the, there's a little bit different form, but you could essentially do it the same way. Um, the disc golf course at Oxbow is heavily um, form-related, so you have to just kind of guide it really well, rather than be really strong and whip it out there, because there are some courses that we have to really be strong to get them out as far as you go. Um, the concept is that there's it's kind of like golf, that there's different drivers and putters and things like that that are discs, but um, that are discs instead of, <laughs> instead of um, metal clubs. And so you um, have to go maybe buy a couple of those. I actually have about 20-some discs in my room, so if anyone wanted to try some out, um, you could totally ask me and I could lend you some, and you could try it out. So yeah, definitely go over there. Oxbow's pretty, pretty close, maybe like 20-minute drive up up there. Um, sometimes you have to pay to get into Oxbow depending on if the restrooms are open. If there's no restrooms open, then they don't charge you. So 
Um, then also thing you can do is geocaching. Geocaching is really fun. It's kind of like a scavenger hunt, um, but you use a GPS to get in the general location. And most people, like if you search for geocaching on your iPhone or your iPad, it'll, they'll give you um, an app that you can use to locate things. Um, a couple geocaching apps, your, phone, your iPhones are just GPSs on their own, so you don't have to buy anything specific for that. And then you go and you look around. There's a, quite a few of them in Goshen, actually, here. Um, so you could find them. You could, they're kind of hidden under trees and bushes and little culverts and stuff. So you have to be pretty creative in where you look. So that would be quite fun. Thanks. I'm Becky Horse. I coordinate Convo. And this Convo was my idea. So if you like it, thank me. And if you don't, just don't say anything. Um, <laughs> I'd like to tell about a couple of my favorite places that are more than 10 miles away. First one, Bonneville Mill County Park up near Bristol. This is my favorite county park in Elkhart County. There are trees, hills, a lookout tower that you can climb, and this working water-powered mill. And if you're there when it's grinding flour or cornmeal, you can, you can go up all three floors and see all the different parts of the working mill. It's pretty cool. Chipshawana. Did you know that Chipshawana, Indiana, named for the Pokagon Indian chief um, in the northwest corner of LaGrange County, just east of Middlebury, is the number two tourist destination in Indiana, right behind the Indy 500. Busloads of tourists come there every week for two main reasons. One is the Chipshawana auction and flea market, which is the biggest flea market in the Midwest, open every Wednesday. And the other reason is to see the Amish. <laughs> and right across the street from the flea market is Menohoff. I'd like to know how many of you have been to Menohoff? Okay, not very many. More of you should go there. It looks like a farm, like a barn and a house, but it's actually a hands-on museum that tells the story of the Amish and the Mennonites. It has a room that looks like a castle dungeon with torture instruments on the walls. It has a room that looks like the inside of a wooden ship sailing for America. It has another room that's called a tornado room in which you watch the tornado coming towards you through the window and then the whole room shakes. And then it tells you about Mennonite Disaster Service where people clean up after tornadoes and so on. It's a great place. It does have an admission charge, $6.50, and it's closed on Sundays. Now this is a very special place to me, but I would be surprised if any of you have ever been there. Spurgeon Woods is a nature preserve just south of Topeka, Indiana, and northeast of LaGrange. In the middle of farm fields, there's a section of what they call the knobs. They're little steep hills created by the glaciers, covered with woods, and at this time of the year, it's blanketed with wildflowers. Everywhere you look, wildflowers, blue and white and pink and yellow. This is a nature preserve. It's open to the public, but there are no facilities. There, there's a trail and a couple of benches to sit on, but no water and no restrooms, so plan for that. It's well worth the drive. When you're inside, you feel like you're in a magical place. State parks, there are three that are fairly close. Potato Creek is south of South Bend. Chaina Lakes is actually quite near Mary Lee, and Pokagon is up near Angola in the northeast corner of the county. Trails, camping, camping is 10 to $14 a night. There is a charge to get in, $5 per car load for Indiana, $7 for out-of-state plates. 
Um, and of course, Warren Dunes in southwest Michigan on the coast of, on the shore of Lake Michigan. How many of you have been there? Warren Dunes. Okay, more people have been to Warren Dunes than to Meadowhoff. That's interesting. A sandy beach, 65 miles from Goshen, with big dunes to climb, picnicking, trails, great place to fly a kite. But it's also a very dangerous place to swim, so please obey the flags. If the red flags are flying, don't go in the water. Every year, people drown at this beach. There's a drop-off, there's an undertow, so just be careful when you go. All the state parks um, have camping available, but you have to have at least one person that's 21 years old in your group to camp, and no alcohol is allowed in any state parks. Good morning, I'm Janie Beck-Kreider. I help organize public programs at Mary Lee. And if you haven't been back to Mary Lee since your first year orientation, well, that's just awful. And so I'm here to shamelessly promote Nature Fest, which is our annual festival that's coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend, May 9 and 10. So you can arrive on Friday night, set up a tent, uh, have some s'mores, and the cost is $5 for students, and that includes camping, breakfast, and lunch the next day. And you can also just come for Saturday if you don't feel like camping out. And there's about a million fun activities and events that you can choose from to do that weekend. For example, we're going to be bread baking in a brick oven, doing some canoeing, making some birdhouses out of gourds, there's going to be a frog hike, and a wild edibles hike, and a wild medicinals hike, led by Paul Sturry. And there are also a couple of things that you need to pre-register for. There is an off-trail hike led by Bill Minter, who is our land manager, and it's a little bit more intense of a hike that's geared toward college students and above. Um, and there's also, on Saturday morning, starting at 8, a turtle trot 5K that you can run or walk. And if you register by today, you get this awesome t-shirt with the turtle on it. Um, yeah, and a couple other skills workshops that also require pre-registration on Saturday afternoon are nature photography, so you can bring your camera and learn a couple things. Um, and you can learn how to test water quality out on High Lake on a pontoon. Um, you can learn how to construct a rain garden. And you can also learn how to do some seat weaving, which is kind of interesting. It's using natural materials to create furniture. Um, so if $5 sounds too steep for you for the weekend, we also need some volunteers. Um, and that will get your entrance fee waived. So we have some opportunities with food prep and cleanup, and also if you're artistically inclined, we'll have some face painting, nature face painting, that you can volunteer to do with the kids in the festival hours. And we also need a couple people to tend the campfire on Friday night. So let me know if you're interested in that. Um, so register by Monday to be a volunteer if you're interested. There's more info on the website, Mary Lee. Uh, yeah, let me know if you have any questions. Thanks. Hi, I'm Gwen Gustafson, a minister of worship here. And while all of these things sound fascinating, I'm thinking, okay, how can I get all this on the calendar? I wanted to draw your attention to one thing that maybe you don't think of as quite so exciting, and that is public transportation. <laughs> 
Uh, when we first moved to Goshen, we had lived in urban settings, and I was a little bit distraught that we didn't have more public transportation. But since that time, how many years ago, 17 years ago, we now have an inner urban trolley, and you would say, well, that's great. But here's the good deal. This trolley doesn't have a huge area that it covers, but it costs $1. Well, if you're coming from the city, you know $1 for public transport for a train. Um, that's a good deal, or this is a bus. But here's what I want you to know. It is possible to go from Goshen College to the West Coast solely by public transportation. You walk out and get on the, the trolley. You take the trolley to Elkhart. You get on an Amtrak train in Elkhart, go to Chicago. You can take then from Chicago, you can either take a plane or you can take a train uh, or an automobile, but that wouldn't be public transportation. And you can go all the way out to the West Coast. And I know that because I've done that a number of times. So just some prices here. The trolley costs a dollar. If you want to take, um, the Amtrak into Chicago, it costs $21. Now, the nice thing about the Amtrak is that your seat can recline. If you want a cheaper way to get into Chicago, though, and want to go public transportation most of the way, you can actually drive to the South Bend Airport, which is recognized as the Michiana Regional Transportation Center, and you can get on the South Shore train. If you get, go with a bunch of friends, park a car there, you can actually park a car there for $1 for 18 hours for the daytime. Get on the, tr get on the South Shore train in the morning, take that train into Chicago and it will let you off a, a number of places, but you can take it right down to the middle of downtown. Spend the day there, get back on the, on the South Shore train and come back in, this, in the same day. There are five trains a day each direction and that costs $11.75 uh, each direction. So they really are pretty reasonably priced and it is accessible and it's, an, it's a good way to get into the city if you're feeling like oh, you need a little city fix. Um, so if you have questions I actually have some maps and things here and a list of prices but you can also just check online for any of these and they're listed on your sheet. I guess that's all for today. Um, does, any, does anyone want to suggest any of their favorite activities for um, the open mic session? So just raise your hand. Someone will bring a mic to you, I'm sure. If you have something, come up to the mic if you have something. All right, just come up to the mic if you have an idea. If there are no suggestions for further fun activities, I'm sure you will come up with some on your own. Um, then I shall, this is the closing of the opening convocation. We'll have one closing chapel, the send off at the end of May term. As you leave, please grab a couple from the boxes here or by the doors. Um, there are pamphlets full of the bike trails and Honey's coupons at the doors for 15% off. So make sure to grab those on your way out. Uh, you're dismissed.